I just, sometimes, you know, I've, I've shared this before. I come to the pulpit, and I, I think I have the right word, and I hope I have the right word, and I pray that I got the right word, and then there's sometimes that I just know that I've heard from God, and I've got a word for our church, and that's the way I feel this morning. Brother Michael, I know you probably know that, having experienced those things, and, and I just thank God this morning. Amen. I've had several people just reach out this week and say some things that just go went right along with where God was showing me. And even in the altar this morning, just people speaking things in my life. And I know that God wants to speak to our church this morning. I don't understand sometimes uh, everything that God does, but He does. Amen. And I just I just believe that this morning, it's all, I'm almost afraid to say this, but I just know that what God has been showing me, I believe that this is like a prophetic word for our church that, that I'm about to speak something that's fixing to take place in the spirit realm. I believe I'm fixing to declare a word over this house that I don't even understand how it's going to happen, but I just saw God in the spirit this week just raising people up to step into the battle, to step into the place where God's got them for what's about to take place. Church, if you can't discern the times that we're living in right now, your eyes are closed. We're in the most demonic realm of, of the spirit realm all around, fighting Christianity, fighting against everything that God wants to do. But I know that God, amen, is going to raise up His church in this hour like never before. And so that's why I come to you this morning not afraid to speak what God showed me because I believe that I'm already seeing him do it. Amen. And I just want you to know if you're here this morning under the sound of my voice that there's a reason why you're here. There's a purpose why you're here and God wants to give you specific instructions for what you are to do in this next few days going forward in the future. Amen. I declare it. I declare it this morning. So I've titled this message this morning, Saints Ready for War. Saints ready for war. We need to be on the battlefield like never before. We need to be on the front line. It's not a time to cower down and turn around and go into hiding and go into captivity or mask up or be afraid. I'm telling you, it's time for the saints of God to arise this morning and say, I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. May all hell come before me. May the enemy fight against me. Whatever he desires to do, whatever may take place, I'm fixing to take my place in battle I'm going to suit up I'm going to armor up for God and I'm going to fight for these last days for the church amen amen because God desires to save the lost people amen Joel chapter 3 if you found your place if you'll stand with me we want to read down through verses 14 and we're going to pray Joel chapter 3 Joel chapter 3 verse 9 proclaim ye this among the Gentiles prepare war Wake up the mighty men. Somebody in here say, I'm a mighty man this morning. I'm a mighty woman this morning. I'm a mighty child this morning. I'm mighty because God said I'm mighty. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble yourselves and come. All ye heathen, gather yourselves together round about thither. Cause the mighty ones to come down, O Lord. Let the heathen be awakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Say the harvest is ripe. 
Come ye, get down, for the press is full. The fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, I said multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And is before us this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I need your help, God, like never before to declare what you have purposed in my heart these last few weeks, God. Lord, I stand before you, God, in weakness this morning, and I know, God, without you, I'm nothing, God, and not able to do anything. But, Lord, I have felt the presence of God this morning, even when I was in this house early this morning praying and declaring the word of the Lord before you, God. I felt the Holy Ghost in here, and I felt in my spirit, God, that you desire to raise up men and women ready for war this morning God Lord I pray that not one word would fall on deaf ears God I rebuke the devourer and everything that he would do to destroy what you desire to say to us this morning God we receive your word with gladness God I pray that you would captivate captivate God the hearts and the minds of your people God that this word might become a part of us Lord that we might be able to go forth from this day forward in battle in the name of Jesus and everybody said amen you may be seated now listen to me I realize that this passage of scripture that I'm reading about this morning is a literal reference to the end times it's a post-tribulation reference to the battle of Armageddon when the nations will gather in the valley of Jehoshaphat for the purpose of fighting against Jesus and his armies amen and we're going to be a part of that great army having said that this morning listen to me when we study God's word we always need to look for a picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning behind the word of God there's a literal meaning to what God's word is and there's many times a hidden picture of something that God wants to show his people and I believe that that's what God has revealed to me over the last two weeks I've anticipated this moment to deliver what God has birthed inside of me I've been carrying it around many of you women that's been carrying a baby around you can kind of relate it to that you carry that baby for nine months with anticipation of that duty when you deliver that baby amen we just saw our son Tanner and his wife go through that and have a new baby now but there was some times uh, during that pregnancy that was difficult for her that she had to bear that she had to carry it but you know what she was happy that day she delivered that baby and I believe that I'm going to feel happy this morning as I deliver this word to you okay Amen. I feel the Spirit of God in here this morning. And I believe that what God has shown me this week is a hidden meaning in this scripture. That we are certainly living in perilous and difficult times. How many of you say amen? This is probably the most demonic, anti-Christ spirited move that I've ever seen in my young lifetime. Darkness is all around us and the world would have us to shut the doors of the church. Amen. There's demonic moves everywhere. There's a spirit of of lawlessness around us like never. How many of you have heard that term that we're just going to defund the police? There's a law. Guess what? There's a man called Antichrist that operates in a spirit of lawlessness. Amen. He's trying to rise up right now. That spirit is getting stronger and stronger and the church appears to get weaker and weaker. But I come to serve notice on the devil this morning. There's still a few believers, uh, amen, gathered around the world that's going to declare the word of the Lord and the works of the Lord we're not going to go down without a fight amen and we're going to be victorious in the end that lawlessness may be a 
all around us. Antichrist spirit may be moving. The churches may be shutting down. Amen. But we don't have to confine to any of that, Brother Mike. Amen. We got a God in heaven that's looking down at us this morning saying, I know that's my church and that's my people and I'm going to use them in this last day and hour. There's some warriors in this house. There's some warriors in this house. They're trying to shut the doors of the church because they're after the light. They're after our light. That's what they want. They want to close. They want darkness to come all around us. And listen, that light may be dim. It may be dim in places, but it's still a light. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 that you are the light of the world. That's you and me. When he was saying that, he said, you are the light of the world. Look at yourself and say, I am the light of the world because I have Jesus Christ living inside of me. Amen. And the light must go forth and shine this morning. You are the light of the world. Your light is to shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. God desires us to show the works of the Lord. We must proclaim in in chapter 3 of verse 9 out of Joel. We read that verse. It says proclaim ye this. We must proclaim. That word proclaim means to call out. A bidden call. To preach. To pronounce. To publish. Amen. My responsibility is today from this pulpit is to call out what God has given me. To call forth you that are in these chairs. Amen. To preach. To get ready. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost is getting ready to stretch our wine skins yet once again because what we've had in the past is not going to hold for what he's desiring to pour out in us today amen that old wine was good that old wine's good was good for that day but we're about to shift and move into a new realm this morning I just believe by the spirit of God that lives within me that there's warfare taking place all around us in the spirit realm it's demonic almost in every angle but there's a warfare that's beginning to ascend up in the heavens this morning it was taking place in these altars, amen, before us today that the power of God and the anointing of God and the Spirit of God was calling forth some things, getting ready to, to, to make some changes in our lives this morning. Proclaim. This is not a call for everyone because everyone can't hear the call but those that know my voice amen that knows Jesus and his voice those that he's trusting amen for this hour I can tell you it's his desire to use every single person that tags Jesus to their name but many of them don't know him in the way that he desires them to know just as our the Holy Ghost spoke in here this morning it said amen it's time for us church to lay down the weights that easily beset us that we might pick up this light that I'm talking about this morning and let our light shine as never before. You know, when I played football years ago in the early 80s or the late 80s and 1990, 89 and 90, I was on the, on the varsity football team and I won't ever forget those days. Those were some of the most difficult times in my life because football practice under Coach Al Simmons was very difficult. I don't know how many of you might have played for him. Anybody in here other than me? Justin Roper, that's right, he came back and coached. But I can tell you, it was hard. I hated it. I couldn't stand getting ready for football practice. I dreaded it. It 
made me so mad and sick to my stomach. I don't even, you know, when you just look back at it, you wonder how in the world did I make it. But I can tell you, I was getting ready for a battle. I was being prepared for war because when we got in those trenches on Friday night, amen, I was thankful for every day I spent doing bear crawls, uh, doing whatever the coaches told us to do because we had to get to a place where we were prepared to do battle on Friday night. Can you hear me this morning? I'm trying to relate something to you so you can recognize what I'm saying. Many of you played football in your day. You might not have played under Coach Simmons, but I guarantee you there was nothing that you liked about football practice. It was hard. Back when I played, you didn't even get a water break. You might have got two. They thought it was bad for you, and that was a sign of weakness if you got water. Now they give you plenty of water, but it wasn't like that when I played. It was rough. They say, no, you can't have no water till the end of practice. But I'm telling you, he was rough on us. I didn't like that man. But I can look back now as I got older. You know what? When I got to a place that I wanted to quit many times in my life, I referred back to them days on that football field, Brother Mike, when I wanted to quit. I wanted to walk away. And I say, you know what? I made it through because I toughed it out. And sometimes as Christians, we just got to tough it out. We got to suck it up. We got to say, you know what? This is tough. It's battle. It's warfare. But I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to turn around. I'm going to tough it out. We had two-a-day practices with one or two water breaks of practice. We practiced in the morning, then we had to go back in the afternoon for two weeks before the season ever got close by. But you know what? When I put that uniform on on Friday night and I stepped out on that football field, I can remember how much I said, oh, it was worth it all. It was worth it all to line up in them trenches and to fight and to battle. But there was a preparation that had to go forth before I got to that place. I come to tell you this morning, if you're going to fight in this last day army that God's raising up. There's going to be some warfare that takes place. There's going to be some battles in the trenches. You're going to have to go through some two-a-days. You're going to have to pray in the mornings and pray in the afternoons. You're going to have to go through some fasting. You're going to have to do some things to prepare yourself for the war that God desires to take us through. Prepare for war. That means to proclaim, to purify, to sanctify. Did you know that? To sanctify holiness. It's a verb meaning to be set apart or to be holy, to be consecrated, to dedicate oneself, i.e. withdrawing someone or something for profane or ordinary use. Listen to me. God's calling some people out. Amen. In this day and hour. And he's setting it apart. He's setting us to the side. And he's saying, I've got a specific thing that I want you to do. Listen, your plan, your battle plan is not going to be the same as mine. What God is going to use you for may look different than what He uses anybody else here for. But we are all part of the army of God this morning. He's going to withdraw us away from and set us apart. So, so use us in a mighty way. The Lord Listen to me. The Lord set aside Aaron and his sons. He consecrated them and made them holy for the priesthood. Amen. For the priesthood in Exodus 29 and 21. I've never really thought about this before. But who did it say set them apart? God. The Lord set Aaron and Moses apart. Listen to me. This could be David saying this word over you this morning, but it's not going to do any good. It's going to fall to the side. But this word is from God to us, his people. And he's saying, the Lord has set him apart for this day, for this hour. 
The Lord is going to, give me a hand a minute, Brother Justin, come here. The Lord's going to call you up. He's going to call you forth. And he's going to say, Brother Justin, if you'll get along with me, I got, I got some things that I need you for. I got a plan for you on that UPS truck. Now you're walking in some of that right now, but I'm about ready to reveal some new battle strategies for you today to take because we're fixing to take this thing to a new level. You see, here's what God does. When the demonic level rises up and begins to try to do something, then the Spirit of God begins to rise up in the saints and the power of God from heaven is released in the church to accomplish what He desires to accomplish. We're going, to win. We're going to win this thing. We're going to be victorious. Amen. The Lord called them apart and set them aside. The next part I want to talk about in that verse, he says, wake up. To awaken means to be roused, to be stirred up, and to be excited, to be triumphant. Amen. Everybody say, I'm going to be triumphant. To open the eyes, literally, to remove the blinders of darkness off of the eyes of those that they might be able to see. Not only that, but to open our eyes and remove the things that's been keeping us from seeing who and what God desires for us to be. I believe this morning in this house, in this service, that it's already began to take place. But I believe as we come around these altars and we lift our hands towards the Lord this morning, that God is going to begin to move some things out of our mind and off of our eyes that we can see the plan and the purpose that God has for each and every one of us this morning. You see, I can't do that. I can't make that happen. Your neighbor can't make that happen for you. But God Almighty, God Almighty that proclaims everything desires this morning to show us something for for the plan for the future of our life. To come to open our eyes in the spirit realm the Holy Ghost's job here today is to do, do, do just that in our lives. He said, wake up, you mighty men. That word means powerful, warrior, and champions. It means giants, valiant. These are not just ordinary men. They start out, by the way, ordinary. But God's transformation begins to take place in our lives. You see, when people look at you and I, they say, well, I that's just an ordinary person. I'm sure when people look at me, Brother Rafe, they say, I remember him in school. How can God use him? I know what he used to do. I know who he used to be. I know what kind of slime he used to be. How can God use him? I can tell you, he took an ordinary old boy, and by the Holy Ghost, he began to raise him up. He began to raise him up and do something supernatural in his life. And that's what God is going to do today in this house. He's going to take ordinary people and he's going to transform us. Uh, You see, many of us have been transformed already many times. Like God, I remember when I was there and God did something great in my life. I remember one night that I was prayed for over here. I hit the floor and I laid in that floor for about 30 minutes or 45. And I remember when I got up, I wasn't the same man. I can't explain to you what happened while I was down there. I remember in an old-fashioned revival down at Brother Michael Goodson's church. I went down there and I remember that him and Brother Jared prayed for me. And I fell out on the floor down there and everything. When I got up, I felt like, you know what? I went there thinking, man, God can't ever use me. I've done too much. I've failed him too many times. There's no way. But when I got up, 
I remember a man standing in the corner and God spoke to me and said lay hands on him and pray for him to receive the Holy Ghost he'd been seeking the Holy Ghost a long time hadn't he brother Michael I don't know how many years 20 years been wanting to be baptized in the Holy Ghost guess who God decided to use that night it was an old boy that fell out in the floor and got up transformed and changed you see, there's transformations that take place in our life. I'm not saying that this is the only transformation you'll ever be had. But this is a new transformation that has to be had at this point in time in our lives to get us ready for the next thing that God's got. You know, I come out of this season that we've been in during this quarantine. I come out and I went into it. Remember, I was fasting and praying going into this thing. And when I come out, I thought, man, I ain't a bit different than I've ever been. I thought, man, God ain't done nothing in my life. I thought, I had spent all this time. I was a little bit upset. You know, we can get that way. But then, over the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing some things happen. I'm like, where did that come from? What, that ain't me. Where, where did that come from? I can't even think that way. I, I ain't never been able to talk to nobody like that. And God reminded me. He said, yeah, you went into a quarantine one way, but you spent some time with me, and there was a transformation that took place in your life. And you might not. You may not even recognize this morning when you get up here, and that transformation transformation begins to take place in your life. But do not go out of here defeated thinking nothing happened again but just walk and believe and trust and say God what happened I might not can see it right now but I'm walking in it. I'm believing it. I've got faith in you and then you're going to begin to speak and you're beginning to move when God tells you and you're going to say my God where did that come from? That's not me. Phew. Where did that come from, God? And he's going to remind you. Remember when you obeyed my word and you went to the altar and you were seeking my face. Then I begin to do something in your life. Or you may know it right immediately when it happens. And you'll say, I felt that. That night when I got up out of that floor, I felt it. I, I knew something had happened. I knew I was different. God's going to do it. And you're going to know it in his timing. Hallelujah. Wake up. Be excited. Amen. I forgot where I was at. The Holy Ghost's job today, amen, is to make us giants. Listen, these words are not just, these people weren't ordinary men. That's where we was at. They start out that way. Amen. But God does something great, and we're no longer just ordinary men. Transformation begins. Listen to me. Jared made this statement just this last week. He said, this is a training ground. <laughs> You know what he's talking about? This church is a training ground. We didn't ask for it, but God said, if you'll walk where I'm calling you to walk and you'll do what I'm asking you to do, I'm going to bring people outside of this body and I'm going to bring them into this church and during the time that they're here, once, one day, a Sunday morning and a Sunday night, and I'm going to begin to train my people so that when they go out of here, they can do the work in another church that they've been called to do. I can look across this congregation this morning, and I see many people here that started coming here maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, maybe five, however long. But I can see a difference in your life today 
than what I could see when you started coming here. I know, I hope that when you look at me, you say, that ain't the same old preacher that we had three years ago or a year ago or six months. You know what? It's our, we, we, we must be moving towards God for this battle that he's got for us today. You may have thought in your life that it don't much matter. I don't much matter. I'm not able to do anything. I don't have anything to offer. I just don't know where I could be plugged in or how I could be used by God. But God, you have been prepared. You've been awakened. And you are mighty before the Lord. Verse 10 says what? He said, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hook into spears. Let the weak say. Let the weak say. Let the weak say, I am strong. I may not be able to be strong on my own, but through the help of the Holy Ghost of God that lives and resides within me, I am strong. The devil needs to hear you say that this morning. I'm telling you, God, through the Holy Ghost, has made you strong. Let the weak say I'm strong. God is going to do it. The raising up of warriors this morning. When I look across this congregation, I I could get a little frustrated because I know that the rain kept a bunch of folks out this morning. But I tell you, those that's supposed to be here this morning, you're sitting here this morning. And God desires to raise you up. God desires to raise you up this morning. The last part of verse 9 says, let them come up. That word means to spring up, to grow, and to shoot forth. Listen, this morning, if you're going to get what God has for you, you're going to have to come up. You're going to have to move towards God. When God declares this morning, if this word gets in your spirit and you say, man, I feel God dealing with me. I think I'm one of the ones that's supposed to go to war. I think God's wanting to use me for something. Then if you turn around and you go out that door, you didn't come up. You've got to go. You've got to move to God for God to do something in your life. Amen? I, if I could beg you this morning... And God would let me, I'd beg you to come. But that ain't my, my position this morning is to deliver what God has placed within me. And it's God's job to do with it what he desires to do after that. Amen. But I would beckon you. That word literally means to, to come up and to be bountiful this morning. To grow. To shoot forth. Amen. If you'll come in God and let God get a hold of you. He's going to grow you. He's going to move you up. He's going to move you this morning. It means to go up and over. To extend. To extend bountifully. Amen. Also to be led up. To be offered. This morning Jesus is asking this church, this people today, come before me and let me give you power to go forth and do what I've called and asked you to do. I believe church that we've just seen the brink of what God really desires to do through this church. I don't understand how it can happen and I don't understand why God has chosen it. Listen to you, I believe there's many of you that's just started coming forth, that you've just started coming to this church over the last few months and God has literally transformed you into this place. He's brought you. You thought I was going to be at that church forever. I thought I was planted where God wanted me. Well, God used you during that season and that time, I promise you, to accomplish what He desired. But now you felt in your spirit for God to move you from there and bring you to this place. And now here you sit this morning and you're saying, God, what am I here for? What is my purpose? What are you desiring to do in me, God? I don't see what's going on. I come to declare over your life this morning. 
morning that God has brought you here for this appointed time. And now he's about to reveal to you your purpose of why you are here. That God is going to bring it forth. Amen. God is going to begin to call you forth. Hallelujah. He's raising up warriors to go forth. In verse 10, he speaks here to the prophet. And Joel references the weaponry. Now if we back up to Joel chapter 1, look at this verse with me in verse 14. How are we going to go forth to battle? How are we going to go forth to war? I really believe, as God showed me this a couple of days ago when I was studying this out, that God gave me some specifics for this verse. He says, sanctify you a fast. Call the solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. Number one, I said, the Lord said to set apart and to sanctify a fast. Amen. I can tell you, church, that's a lost art of the church today is fasting. But I can tell you in this hour, in this season that we're in, if God's going to grow us to the next place that He desires us to do, there to be in, then it's going to take some things on our part. Amen. We're going to have to push that plate aside and we're going to have to fast. We're going to have to seek God so that God can sanctify us and set us apart. He also said to call a solemn assembly. Number two, amen, it's a meeting for a spiritual plan or purpose. It's where battle strategies are released. Amen. I believe that this God is very specific. When I played football, the plans changed from week to week. We watched a film on a Monday through Thursday to get ready for that team we was going to play on Friday. You know why? Because we had to do specific things to make our offense work for what they was going to do against us defensively and vice versa. Amen. We had to do the same. And so what I'm telling you this morning is that if we'll get our place in the position and the plan and the purpose for God this morning that he's going to reveal a battle strategy before us this morning of what we need to do for the next step and the plan that God has for us. Many of us are facing difficult decisions in our life and we don't know where to turn or which way to go but God is very specific in teaching his children and showing his children and guiding and leading his children if we'll hear him this morning. So there's this battle strategy that God wants to purpose this morning. He said number three, gather the elders in the house of the Lord. I really felt as I was praying Thursday and this morning that God said there's some there's some elders in the in the house. And I'm not just meaning older people, but I'm meaning some elders that's walked with God. I'm meaning some folks that serve God. You've been through some things in your life. And you've saw God do some things in your life. And God said this morning that we're to come before in this altar. And that the elders are going to lead the way crying unto God. You know how things are going to change around us in this world? When we begin to cry unto God. Because God hears our cries this morning. God hears the prayers of people this morning. I believe there's some elders in here that God desires to use you to cry unto Him this morning so that He can move. Listen, our weaponry has not changed. It's still prayer and fasting. It was prayer and fasting when Grandma was alive. It was prayer and fasting when the Holy Ghost revived 
revival took place, amen, in the upper room, you know what they were doing? They were in prayer. They had been called apart. They had been set aside some time, and the Holy Ghost fell. If we're going to see a spiritual move and a spiritual awakening today, and the darkness around us is going to be pushed back, it's going to be through prayer and fasting and seeking God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 12. I want to read it again. It says, let the heathen be weakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Listen to what this says. For there will I sit to judge. That's what God's saying. Let the heathen be awakened. How's a heathen going to be awakened today? Through us. Through the blood bought. Every person under the sound of my voice, if you're serving God and walking with God, you're a minister of this gospel. My God sounds like revival to me. If there has ever been a time for the heathen to be awakened, it's now. It's time. We're seasoned for revival. This world is seasoned for revival like never before. This verse literally refers to the great battle of our Lord, as I mentioned earlier. Jesus is going to come down from heaven, and we're going to come follow him, but we're not going to have to do not one single thing. We're just going to sit there because the word of God says this, that the sword, the word, Jesus will speak. My God, I said all Jesus is going to do, and all those people are battle lined up, to battle when every nation is gathered to fight against our Lord he's just going to speak to them the word's going to come forth and devour them that ought to tell us something how are we going to win this generation the word must come forth church the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword and it will devour Mm. hallelujah glory to God The word's got to go forth. Jesus is going to come down and fight in that scripture. And I believe the Lord showed me this. If we'll go forth and we'll do, we'll proclaim and we'll do what God's asked us to do, then he's literally going to be beside us. Overlooking. He's not going to say anything. You know why? Because he's got you and me to do that for him. That's our responsibility, right? Our responsibility is to operate for God right now through the power of the Holy Ghost that lives and manifests itself through our lives. So if God's going to do that, then we got to open our mouth. This is the year of the mouth, right? we got to open our mouth and declare. We've been Damascus. David's already come and said we're on the way to Damascus. we we, we got to speak now. When you mask up, you can't talk. You can't breathe. But now God's saying it's time to open our mouth and declare the goodness and the works of the Lord. God's going to stand for us and fight. Verse 13 talks about a harvest that is ripe. Amen. And I'm getting ready to close, Brother Russell or whoever's playing. Come on. The harvest is ripe. It's the church. The church is going to bring forth. Amen. Through the power of God. This last day harvest. In verse 14 he talks about multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. You see, I believe that there's people that came even in this house this morning that the valley, you were standing facing a decision. And as the Holy Ghost spoke in tongues and interpretation, the power of God was in this house for you to move, to go and say, you know what? I know I have to make a decision. Many of us are facing decisions this morning and there's many others that are lost that are facing a decision of life and death and they're standing 
standing there in that valley of decision and they're waiting for a church that's not afraid, that has the power of God to move and operate. I believe that we've seen supernatural manifestations of the Holy Ghost protecting this church, protecting us from coronavirus. I mean, we never missed a beat. We just keep on trucking and the Holy Ghost has purged and cleansed and kept us, amen, and protected us. I've seen people as we declared that word over this house before I've seen two wrecks happen on this church property both of them flipped vehicles and they landed on our property and they walked away how can that happen it's the power of protective prayer and the holiness of God on this place favor ain't fair but we got it favor ain't fair but we got it (laughs) amen thank you God for your protective power Jesus, have your way. That prophecy that we love to quote in Joel 2.28, that prophecy this morning, this prophecy was partly fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Amen. But it's still being fulfilled today. There were six groups of people in that Joel prophecy. It was sons and daughters, old men, young men, men servants, and maid servants. The first promise, your sons and daughters, is a very personal and very specific promise. Now you tell me God ain't real this morning in this house. Amen. What we've been praying for this morning, our sons and our daughters. Amen. It's very personal. You can make it whoever you need to make it for. Amen. But I'm telling you, God Almighty knows what we need when we need it. It's a very personal promise. Amen. And we got to lay hold to it and lay hold to these promises of God. The second people in there was old, or the second group was old men. The group will dream dreams. Uh, listen to me longing for revival and the things of God what this group dreams and prays about the young generation's going to see it manifest itself uh, listen to me the older people that dream and the young people that see visions this younger generation will see revival come to pass what we've been praying for and pushing for the young people's going to see it come to pass this is a miracle generation of now They haven't seen the miracles of old. Remember the healing revivals that we've all read about, heard about, and talked about. We've been praying around here, believing God for supernatural miracles. And we've been seeing them come to pass. And God has specifically used people in this church to lay hands on the sick, and they've been healed. I'm believing like never before. Listen, we're just entering in the gates of this generation, this Joel prophecy, the final parts of it, that God is going to do something supernatural for the younger generation has never saw. We've prayed, we've dreamed, we've believed, and now we're about to see this younger generation is going to see it come to pass. Joel chapter 2 verse 30 declares this and I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth blood fire pillars of smoke what are we seeing all around us bloodshed fire pillars of smoke I can tell you Jesus spoke it in the gospels he said in the last days before I return you're going to see I don't know that we've ever seen a tropical storm this early in the season to come hit landfall. They were talking about on the news that this would be the the, the first one ever. There's things happening. God's showing us signs and wonders, church. And our eyes are, even the saints, 
Eyes are closed thinking, this is all going to pass. We're just in another place. No, it's not. It's not going to pass. This is it, church. This is it. We're living in it. My God, wake up. We're living in it. The valley of decision is at hand. Listen to this. Chapter 3, verse 16. I love this. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion. He's going to utter His word from Jerusalem and the heaven and the earth's going to shake. But the Lord will be the hope of His people and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall you know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. And Jerusalem shall be holy and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. That's a promise of the future, church. That's the promise of the future. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine and the hills shall flow with milk and the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. A fountain shall come forth out of the house of the Lord and they shall water the valley of Shittim. There's a, there's a valley. There's, a, there's, a, there's some dry places that need some water this morning. There's some dry places that need Jesus this morning. I wonder how many of us here are going to be a part of what God desires to do in this last day, in this last hour. Would you stand with me? This is a day of decision, church. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never been saved and you say, I, I need to come to Jesus this morning. Well, I want you to know that we'd love to lead you to Jesus and pray with you this morning. These altars are open. Backslider, it's time to come home. If you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord. You've been away from the Lord. God's calling you this morning because He wants to do something great in your life. Child of God, do you feel the war call this morning? Do you feel the war call this morning? I just want to share a little bit this morning during this altar call. I had people that's talk, that I've talked to this week that I can see God doing some things. There's people that have dreamed dreams in this church. And God is getting ready to show you some things in your life. God will speak to us if we'll let Him. He may choose to do it in ways that we can never imagine. But God will speak if we'll let Him. Mama, I believe as you shared with me the, just this week, what you've been experiencing at home in the Spirit of God is God's raising you up for war. I want to pray for you this morning because God specifically told me to. That God is going to supernaturally increase. I believe that her mama carried one of the greatest anointings I've ever been around in my life. And I'm not just bragging. I just, I was experienced it. I believe all of us, children and grandchildren, are serving the Lord because she never ceased to pray. That says something, church. I failed in that area many times, but I hope to God that when I get before God, He says, son, you never cease to pray, and all your children are saved because of it. Don't let the enemy defeat us in our prayers, church. I believe that God has awakened some people this morning, and you're coming forth this morning to say, I feel the battle cry in my life. I believe there's some elders in here. You've been walking with God and God's telling you, I want you to go forth and begin to cry unto me for what I desire to do in this day and hour.